Hey everyone, I'm Justin Fiedler and this is Dirt Tracker Conversations. The Northeast Modified season is getting ready to kick off this week with the Short Track Super Series in Florida. The Super Dirt Car Series will be underway soon as well with the Dirt Car Nationals at Volusia on the horizon. Mike Mallett of DirtTrackDigest.com joins the show to preview the upcoming Florida Swing and we talked a bunch about what to watch for and expect this season with the two series and all the great Northeast tracks. We also talked Modifieds at Bristol, Dirt Track Digest's foray into streaming, and the expansion of Northeast Modified Racing. It was a cool chat and I really, really love Mallett's energy. So without any further ado, here's my conversation with Mike Mallett. Mike, I guess we'll start right off the top with, you know, it was kind of a wild year in the Northeast in 2020 with all of the COVID restrictions and all of those things. And, and, you know, you guys didn't even get to do that much racing, honestly. And, I, and I'm curious, you know, what you're hearing for 2021, are things going to be better? Is there going to be a lot more racing or do you think there's going to be a lot of restrictions in place? Yeah, You know, it's, it, it's been, who knows? Uh, you know, you kind of mentioned the wild, wild west kind of thing. That's kind of how New York uh, has been. Obviously, last year, the restrictions really limited who could open. Um, you know, fortunately, there's about eight or 10 tracks, I'd say, probably got some laps in and were able to go racing, uh, you know, and, and we were lucky enough to, to be a part of that with their track digest TV and everything that we do there. Uh, but I don't know where, where we're headed, you know, this year. I mean, I know our governor has said it's time to start opening things up, which is a positive sign. I know the Buffalo Bills were allowed to have. Uh, a certain amount of fans in the stands. So, I mean, you know, roughly 10% given, you know, when you start doing the math, because every dirt track promoter in New York <laughs> was doing that math. Okay. Okay. So the bills can have 10%. Can we have 10%? You know, that was kind of the, uh, kind of the feeling. So I'm, I'm hoping for the best, you know, uh, the, the rollout of the vaccine has been good in New York so far. I mean, we are, you know, they're pounding through trying to get as many people vaccinated as possible. So I'm hoping we're, we're back to quote unquote normal. I don't know what the, the normal is now, but, Hopefully we'll see that at some point this season. Do I think we'll start normal? I don't think so. And, you know, we're just going to end up, uh, you know, with percentages, hopefully as we go and, and things kind of go that way. So uh, we'll see, you know, it's not like Pennsylvania where basically the racetrack says, eh, not my problem. We're still going to go, you know, or other States where we were, we were able to kind of travel and, and see some racing in, you know, Maryland and North Carolina, Louisiana and those places. So uh, New York, Again, your guess is probably as good as mine or everybody living in New York. We're all kind of in that same boat waiting to see uh, kind of where the governor goes and, and what requirements and so on and so forth that he'll put in place. The modified season is getting to kind of, you know, getting started to kind of jump off here in a big way. And like, you know, we always kind of have this like Florida part of the schedule and then there's a break for a while and then you guys kind of get going again in the spring. But, you know, Bubba Raceway Park will be started up this week with uh, short track super series. And then after that, Dirt Car Nationals. But, you know, as you kind of look at some of these Florida events, what are you excited to kind of see and, and who are you kind of excited to see over the next few weeks? You know, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what happens at Bubba, obviously, just because the Modifieds have never been there. You know, I know what to expect. Uh, I love Volusia. Don't get me wrong. I love the speed and all that about Volusia Speedway Park. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the Dirt Car Nationals, as I always do. But uh, definitely looking forward to Bubba, just just because watching uh, our cars on a different track. I always find that fascinating whenever uh, you get to go to a new track. You know, I, th I felt the same way when I was at Tri-County Racetrack and uh, when I got the chance to go to Chatham you know, earlier in the year and, and all that. And I was really, it was really neat to see our cars uh, at a different place. So anytime you can open up a new market or a new audience to our modifieds, uh, I'm a fan of that and love that. So that's why I'm going to say I'm excited about Bubba uh, and seeing the modifieds there uh, because again, nobody's been there. So there's no, there's no, there's no book, there's no notes, there's no nothing. So all week long, we'll be interested to see guys adjusting and, and everything else and, and, and making some changes. Uh, I'd say excited just to, just to see cars, I guess, at this point, just to see cars back on the track. You know, it, it, 
you know, I, I don't know how much you're into it, but the iRacing stuff, yep. you know, the modifieds came out and we've been, you know, knee deep, waist deep in that here for the last uh, couple of months, because I mean, everybody in our area is pumped with the, with the iRacing release. So that's where we've been kind of focusing our attentions is on iRacing and having some fun with that, you know, mixing the real drivers, the iRacing drivers and stuff. So I'm just excited to see cars back on the track. Uh, I know I've been following along a little bit. Uh, it's not modified related, but Stuart Friesen, you know, getting in a late model yep. uh, and, and testing things out last night <laughs> didn't go so good for him, <laughs> you know, not qualifying, but he'll, he'll get there. You know, it, it's a learning process. You know, he's not Kyle Larson. <laughs> we can, we can say that, but uh, I think he'll get there and he'll, he'll be fun. So that's fun to watch, you know, and when our guys kind of, you know, step outside that, that, that normal realm of what they normally do and to see them in other cars, that's fun too. So there's not necessarily one driver. One thing I'm looking forward to seeing is just the, the whole new experience of watching cars uh, at Bubba, seeing how they race and, and seeing how guys adjust and adapt uh, during the week, during the short track super series events. It seems like we always get some guys come to Florida and, and some guys kind of wait until later in the year to kind of get started. You know, who are some notables who we're going to see in Florida and who are some notables that we maybe won't see in Florida? Um, you know, you're, you're going to see the likes of Matt Shepard, you know, uh, Stuart Friesen, obviously, uh, um, you know, Eric Rudolph, you know, Andy Bichetti, you know, guys that traditionally always go to Florida. Mike Mahaney's coming down for Bubba, you know, uh, Matt Williamson will be at Volusia. So you'll see the, you know, the stars you'll see. Um, the one guy kind of on the fence right now has got uh, life going on, life happening, nothing bad, but life happening is uh, Larry White. Uh, as of right now, not sure of their plans of, of or where they're going to be uh, or if they're going to make it to Florida. Um, so uh, that's the guy you're kind of like, oh, my goodness, he's got to go. He's the two-time defending Dirt Car Nationals champion. Um, but, again, life happens, and, you know, he's got some personal stuff. And, again, nothing bad. I just don't – it's not my spot to reveal or anything like that. But uh, from what I've been told that he's uh, – if, if, depending on what happens, happens, will depend on whether or not he makes it. So I would hope that he makes it to um, – to Dirt Car Nationals, because, again, I want to see the three P. I want to see him go for it. You know, how often do you get to see that, uh, you know, guys winning the, the the Big Gator three years in a row? So that would be pretty pretty awesome feat there for Larry White. So hopefully he, he makes it down uh, and is able to compete there. Like this next week at Bubba is obviously a, a big deal for you because, you know, your your company, your, you know, your service is going to be streaming a lot of these races. And it seemed like in 2020, you guys kind of took a big step forward and, and started streaming a lot more stuff. You know, what was the, you know, why did you want to kind of go in that direction? And, and you know, how has that kind of changed your business here over the last year or so? Well, you know, <laughs> very good. You know, we were, you know, we're constantly looking at dirt track tires and ways to improve and ways to, to keep up with the technology as everybody is in, in, in media, you know, you're always trying to find the next best thing, next coolest thing, uh, you know, to take your, your business to the next level. You know, we've had it, you know, when we bought dirt track digest, you know, five or six years ago, we had a certain plan of things we wanted to do. Um, and we had talked streaming originally. Um, so we, you know, we started streaming, I want to say four years ago now, um, at Utica Rome speedway, just weekly action. Uh, and then we kind of expanded to Canadagua, Utica Rome, some other places, you know, randomly. Uh, and then we got the short track super series and, and got all of Brett Dale stuff, you know, the Fonda speedway, the Georgetown speedway uh, stuff, along with the short track super series. Then there's just pasture, you know, COVID was very tough on a lot of businesses for us. It was obviously very good. Um, we were fortunate to make some great relationships with a lot of promoters in New York. Uh, and they were looking for a platform to, to, to race. They wanted to go racing and without fans, you know, there's only one way to go and that, and that's pay-per-view. So, uh, we, we had meetings, a lot of meetings, a lot of talks. I mean, March and April, my phone was burning up with, with people trying to figure out how to get back and how to, how to go racing. Uh, and then we were able to do that, you know, and, and with how good things went this past year, you know, we were able to, to do a lot of things that we wanted to do in terms of equipment and upgrade and update and build multiple sets and all that. And, and we've kind of continued that here this off season. We've had a lot of great conversations 
uh, with a lot of different tracks. You know, we, we were back at Big Diamond. Uh, we had a trailway uh, speedway, which hasn't been announced yet, but I'm announcing it here, letting everybody know we yes. got four races there. There you go. Look at that. I'm giving you a tidbit. I love it. Um, you know, we've got uh, a 358 race there for the uh, sprint cars, and then a couple late model shows, and then we have their 410 show. Uh, and we're in negotiations with some other places, so we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. Uh, but it's been very good. You know, I'm, I'm, we're excited about where DTD TV is going and, and the, and how well it's done. And, uh, we look forward to again, having, you know, Albany Saratoga back, you know, they're, we've already had multiple conversations with them. Thunder mountain will be back, you know, again, short track, super series, fond of Georgetown. So it should be another great year. And I think, uh, regardless of what's happening with COVID and the pandemic, you know, things, things have turned around or, or you know, seen an uptick. Uh, you know, I spent a lot of time on the phone, uh, this year helping people that have never bought pay-per-views before, you know, uh, some older people that are like, how do I hook this HDMI cable up or how do I do, you know, and it, it, Hey, it was cool with me. You know, if, if, if you're, if you're, you're helping us, we're helping you. So I didn't mind doing it, but there was a lot of long phone calls, uh, you know, trying to help people that have never done the pay-per-view thing before. Uh, so that was a change. I mean, it was, it was just awesome, you know, for us to be able to experience that. And I think now, I think in this modern era, you know, everybody's kind of adapting to watching racing that, that way anyways you know you look at flow and dirt vision and, and what we're doing in some other places it's just this is the new way this is the way things are done now you know people still want to go to the races like me personally i i don't mind watching racing on tv if i can't go but my first thing is hey man let's go to the races you know i want to go to the racetrack i want to smell the fuel i want to get dirty not that dirty but dirty and a little bit <laughs> yeah right a little bit i want you know and, and there's just something about being there being able to walk around and, and chat with everybody and see your friends and all that we didn't get that obviously this year but uh you know moving forward you know for me uh, I, I want to be at the track. And, and that's the kind of thing we kind of argue with, with Dirt Track Digest TV. You know, we want people to go to the track first and we want to be your second option. You know, if you can't go, if you're, you know, I know we've had guys in the past, you know, their wife can't go because they got three little kids at home, you know, so they can stay home and buy it and watch it, you know, and that's, that's kind of what we, we want to do with what we're doing, you know, is, is keep people at the racetrack first and then, uh, then have them kind of, you know, buy it as the second option if they can't be there. It seemed like, if, in refresh my memory if if I'm wrong here, but that you like on a lot of nights actually had multiple broadcasts going on, like on the same night. Is it difficult to kind of handle all of that coordination between you know trying to get feeds and streams and people and stuff in the right places? <laughs> it, it it does, um, but we're we're very fortunate that we got a great team of guys. Um, I know even myself now, I I've learned to become a producer that was not originally in the plans. You know, I was the writer, take photos when I have to, guy, uh, maybe hop on a mic once in a while and announce. Uh, that was traditionally what I do, but not this year, man. I spent more time on a laptop producing shows and, and helping run cabling and setting up cameras and, and all this stuff that I never thought I was going to do, <laughs> you know, uh, just cause we always had, you know, our partnership with, with, uh, Art Rorick and Matt Thomas and the guys at, uh, you know, FLX media, um, you know, they would, they would handle that kind of stuff, but this year with the growth that we experienced, it was all hands on deck. So there was a lot of weekends, a lot of miles traveled, you know, going from point A to point B for all of our guys, you know, we, and we trained some other new people, you know, got some new guys on board and, and that, you know, were techie people that we figured we could trust and could send somewhere. So, uh, that's part of it. It's a good problem to have, you know, when, when you have growth like that and have to start training new people and doing new things and, and stuff like that. I mean, I've never done a uh, Albany Saratoga to Georgetown back to Fonda swing before, but I got to do that this year. So <laughs> it was, it was really interesting. And there were some other points where I'm, I was driving to pick up equipment cause we needed it. You know, we, we hadn't received, you know, we ordered a bunch of new stuff, but it just hadn't come in yet. So I'm driving from Albany down to, 
Pennsylvania back to Lebanon Valley on a, on a, Sunday, on a Saturday. Uh, but we got there, we got there as, as the season went, you know, we were able to get all of our stuff ordered and purchased and, and, and hot spots and all the crazy stuff that you gotta have, uh, you know, to do these things. So it, it was definitely a learning experience and a lot of fun, uh, but a lot of miles in a car <laughs> on some weekends. You mentioned it a few times now, but I, you know, the, it seems like in the last year, couple of years, we've seen kind of expansion a little bit of, of, you know, Northeast modified action kind of outside of your guys's typical mm-hmm. kind of territory. And like, you know, this last year we were in Louisiana, you know, you mentioned Tri-County North you know, in, in North Carolina, you know, Eldora in the past, this year, we're going to be at Bristol. Like there's all these different tracks now that have kind of been added. And, and I'm curious, like, do you see a point where like Northeast modified racing actually kind of becomes even, you know, maybe not national, but maybe more East coast, you know, versus kind of just your part of the country. Do you see it expanding? I don't see it expanding and I'm not knocking it because I love dirt modified racing, but I think we're, we're a niche thing. You know, we, we are uh, a Northeast based entity. You know, we've been that way for a really long time. Um, you know, and everybody, you know, it's funny. We always joke about sprint cars and late model racing in New York. You know, when we look at traffic on our site and stuff, uh, you know, you put up a story about Brett Hurd winning a modified race and you can put up Donnie shots wins the Knoxville nationals. I got to tell you, the Brett Hearn story is going to get more clicks. Like, it, you know, it's just our people are, are, are we love our modifieds. Uh, we love our Northeast brand. And, you know, we love what we have. Uh, I think it's cool to see us on a national stage. Like we've been, you know, with, with, with things like Charlotte, you know, the dirt track of Charlotte, uh, dirt car nationals, you know, going to Bristol and all that. And I think that's great. And it's great exposure, but I still just think we're, a, we're a Northeast based uh, operation. You know, the Louisiana thing is kind of cool to see that kind of grow with, with what Brett's trying to do there with his Cajun region. Um, you know, in the past, you know, we look back to the eighties and nineties and our cars were down in that area. I mean, there was a point in time they would, our cars would go from Florida out to Texas and Louisiana. Um, and then there's kind of been this weird migration of, of some of our cars down there because they run a, a winged modified series. They call it. I don't know if you've uh, ever seen that. Mm-hmm. And our cars kind of started trickling in to that series. Uh, and that's kind of how cars got going down there. And then a couple of years ago, they tried uh, getting things going with one of our series for our modifieds. And it just kind of, they couldn't get the support, uh, I think the time is now, though, for, for, for something like that Louisiana, Texas thing uh, to kick off. You know, there's a good base of cars. I, I mean, I'd say there's 20 to 25 guys down there now that have our modifieds. Um, so that's kind of neat to see and see it grow. Do I think that can happen in other places? I don't know. I think it'd be tough. But with the Louisiana thing gives me hope maybe that, you know, there'll be some other kind of regional things that we'll, we'll be able to see happen like that. Uh, but in terms of being national or even all over the East coast, I, I just don't see, you know, uh, it's, it's tough because we're our guys, you know, you look at late models and sprint cars, there's a ton of full-time guys. This is what they do. They race that they, they race for a living. They travel for money, all that, you know, when you look, start looking at our schedules and the guys that are running our deal, there's only a handful of guys that are racing for a living. Most of the other guys, they're nine to fivers, you know, and they're saving up vacation time and doing everything they can to, to run the super dirt car series or run the short track super series uh, and do those things. So to make it more, or even more East Coast, uh, I think you'd have to see a real rapid increase in the money uh, for our guys to be able to tow their stuff where they need to do and, and, and give up time at home and time with their real jobs, you know, to be able to do that. So that's no reason to say that. I mean, I, look, I'd love to see it grow and become something you could go to Virginia and, and North and South Carolina. So, I mean, I think it's neat that the sportsmen are going to South Carolina here in, uh, next weekend, you know, with the dirt car sportsmen. Um, you know, they got a great field of cars, you know, Bubba Raceway Park's going to have sportsmen. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of guys heading there. So that's neat to see, you know, two different groups, but a lot of cars on both sides of it. So uh, 
I'm excited about all that. We'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. But at, but at the end of the day, Northeast is where we're going to be. Uh, maybe a little expansion, but 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 I think the COVID thing kind of helped us see that growth and go go to the different places. You know, like Tri County was. Well, you know, Brett Dale said, well, look, if they're running late models there, maybe we can run some modifieds there. Uh, you know, made some calls, talked to Ray Cook, and did did all those different things, and was able to pull that off. And then Cherokee kind of just fell fell into place after that. Um, you know, and, and what's neat is I think is the reaction you get from the people. Uh, that don't normally see our cars, you know, it, it's kind of a novelty for them. And, they, you know, it's, it's really cool for them. Uh, you know, Ray Cook was pretty awesome at at, uh, at Tri-County Racetrack talking about, you know, how awesome our cars were. And when he went to Cherokee, you know, the announcer there uh, was was pretty pumped to see Modifieds. And the promoter afterwards was like, hey, can we get you back? You know, so that, that's cool to see. And that, that's awesome to see. Um, but as far as going there all the time, I, I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, you know, obviously the, the addition of Bristol to the super dark car series schedule this year is, is a big one. And as you've kind of talked to people and things like that, what is the kind of uh, reaction been from, from kind of competitors and teams about that opportunity to go to Bristol? You, you know, you, you hear a lot of positive. I mean, look, going to Bristol's, that's pretty awesome. You know, yeah. it, it, it's going to be a cool deal. Um, it'd be interesting to see how it races. You know, I went back and watched some older races just cause well, once you start getting intrigued things, you know, the YouTube rabbit hole, you go yeah. down, <laughs> you start watching stuff and I'm like, Oh, you know, these cars, this and that, um, you know, so uh, hopefully it turns out well. You know, that's what I'm hoping for. I know some guys are worried about um, how it's going to be on equipment just because it's so fast. And, you yeah. know, it's going to be a lot of torque, a lot of different uh, things for our car to experience. I mean, we have Lebanon Valley in New York, which is a high bank track, half mile. Um, I just think Bristol is going to be a little bit more intimidating than that is uh, for, for our drivers and stuff. Um, but I still think it, it's going to going to be good. You know, guys are going to go and are excited about going. Uh, so that'll be an opportunity, you know, it's going to be really neat. And again, it's a national showcase. Um, so, you know, our guys getting the race at a place like that is, is pretty phenomenal. And I, you know, my hat's off the dirt car for, for being able to pull that off and be able to get the series, uh, there, especially with the world of outlaws. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big double dip. You know, I always say the best show in racing is sprint cars and modifieds together, you know, nothing against late models, but, but I'm a, <laughs> I'm a sprint car and modified guy. And I, I love a good show with sprints and modified. So I think it's an awesome combination and a, and a great thing for our drivers. As you kind of look around, you know, the Northeast schedule for the next year, what are some other things that really stand out to you and in, in races you're excited to see uh, over the next 12 months? I'm hoping Super Dirt Week comes back. Obviously, that would that would be great. Uh, that's in my backyard. That you know, I, I'm a teacher in Oswego, and uh, that's literally five minutes from where I work. So that is a perfect location if it if it can't be at the mile, which doesn't exist anymore. And I think the other things you look at is the two fifty three thousand to win races that the Short Track Super Series is doing. You know, we have. Um, at Fonda Speedway back on the schedule. And I, again, Fonda is my, where I grew up, my home track. So I'm a Fonda homer. If anybody wants to know, yeah. Okay. Call me that. That's fine. Um, it's, it's where I spent my days as a kid. So anytime there's something like that, at Fonda, I'm, I'm super pumped. And you know, the first edition was good. You know, Stewie getting it, getting it done. Shocker still freezing went in at Fonda and then Port Royal. I mean, I think the Port Royal 200 last year was phenomenal. A uh, great race. Um, just you know, the way that the, the strategies and everything that went involved in it. it's not a pit stop race because there's a break halfway, but it ended up being a pit stop race, which if anybody knows me, I love pit stop races. Those, those are my favorite types. of. I know our modified guys hate them. They hate having to have quick fills, all that other stuff. I get it. I love it. Don't care. All right. <laughs> those are just my favorite race. That's why, you know, Eastern States is one of my favorite modified races too. Uh, at Middletown, uh, Orange County. I, I love 200 lap races. I love strategy. You know, we saw that play out at, at Port Royal, just like we do at Super Dirt Week and some other places. Guys short pitting, uh, you know, at because at the break, you know, you pit, you keep your spot in line. But if other people stand on the track, you fall in line behind them. 
love that. You know, so you saw guys pitting on 80, you know, and, and taking tires and so on and so forth. And, you know, Stuart Friesen admitted, maybe I should have stayed out and just pitted the halfway. I, I would have had a little bit more left on the tire. So anytime there's strategy involved in longer races, those are I'm all in. So those are the races I'm really pumped about. Um, right now, I'm just looking forward to seeing modified racing. I mean, so Bubba is, and, and Volusia are really high on my list <laughs> <laughs> because, holy crap, it's finally racing season. You know, it, it's been snowing and everything else. Uh, and, and just things are, ugh, you know, here in central New York. So you get excited about anything <laughs> in January and February because the weather's so miserable. I, those kind of those two fifty three thousand to win shows are are certainly uh, kind of you know a little eye opening a little bit and and I had Matt Williamson on on the show here you know back towards the end of the season and he obviously grabbed the fifty three thousand show at Port Royal this year but you know how like I, I guess I'm curious kind of about the history of of you know Northeast modified racing have we had like big money shows like that like for for a while or is this kind of a newer thing I, I think the 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 fifty grand plus is is it's not new but it's it's not traditional you know what i mean we've had some big money race i mean middletown paid a hundred thousand for the the centennial race uh, a couple years ago which was i mean that was great mm -hmm. uh fantastic you know it's unfortunate what happened during that race you know there was a big wreck because of rain and all that other stuff but it ended up being an amazing race and, and matt williamson you know you mentioned him uh won it so you know you're starting to see more big money races like this for modifieds which is good for the sport, good, good for modified drivers, you know, to have the opportunity to race like that, you know, race for that kind of money. You know, you look at the sprint car tours and late model tours, those guys get to race for big money like that all the time. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's more, far more common. Uh, so to see promoters taking chances, you know, like, you know, again, with Dirt Week and Deo deciding to, to do two of them. I mean, gutsy moves, but uh, they've proved to be profitable. You know, they've proved been able to make make the promoter money. He can make, you know, make the nut, so to speak, as they say. And and as a result, you know, more people are starting to take those risks and, and try to try to do it. I mean, I'd love to see more races paying 20,000, 25,000. You know, you know, we have a couple of those, you know, Eastern States uh, paid, I think, 25 this past year. You know, the outlaw 200 always paid 20,000. So I think that that's a good sign for our sport. I mean, it, it's good for our drivers. It's a good opportunity. And I think you look, they're starting to up the start money, too. You you know, we're trying to get, you know, the thousand to start and, and things like that, which again, doesn't just help the big guy helps the little guy that's helps able to, to race their way in. And, and that's, again, that's a good thing uh, for our, for our drivers. Cause it gives that little guy a chance. Hey, maybe you don't have the chance to, to, to beat Matt or Stewie or, or, or the other Matt, um, you know, but I can go there and maybe get a top 15 or top 10 and, you know, walk out with a decent payday. And that that's good for, for those teams. So uh, I think it's good. And hopefully uh, it keeps going. I'd love to see a couple more. I mean, it's good. It's good for everybody. I mean, it's good for, you know, our ability to, you know, I love covering races like that, the drama, the excitement and everything. As I said, I mean, I'm a 200 lap guy, but uh, those kind of things are just good for the sport, good for the drivers and, and good for the fans. And, you know, and again, gives people some different, you know, I know a lot of people had never been to Port Royal uh, before that, you know, they're modified people. They don't go to Port Royal. It's a sprint car track. Mm -hmm. um, but after the experience there, they're like, man, this place is awesome. I love it. You know, I can't wait to come back. So seeing it come back on the schedule was definitely a plus for all of us. When you kind of look at the two series this year, you know, Stuart Friesen wins North region, South region was, you know, short track super series last year. We didn't have a super dirt car series champion last year, but is it kind of like the same guys are, you know, the ones you're going to look at to be championship favorites this year? You know, do you think there's somebody who could sneak in there and maybe grab one of these championships that we're not expecting? Uh, I don't know if you could ever say someone's not expected when you start listening to the guy, you know, like a, like an Eric Rudolph or a Larry white. I mean, uh, those guys could, could pull it off and are expected, you know, Billy Decker, you know, there's another guy like, is he an, a guy that is unexpected? I don't know. I mean, I would think he, he'd be a guy that, that you'd understand winning. I mean, saying, you know, there's really three guys you look at for championships. Obviously you mentioned, you know, 
Stuart Friesen, Matt mm-hmm. Shepard, and Matt Williamson. Those are the guys. I mean, they're just, that's, you know, for me, I always say my, you know, every generation has a generational talents in it. This is my generational talent. You know, like I look at the generation ahead of me and, and they're talking about, um, you know, guys like, you know, Bob McCready, Alan Johnson, Danny Johnson, Breher, and those guys, you know, that was their generational talent. Stewie, Matt, and Matt are my generational talent. So I, I think it's hard not to, you know, maybe Eric can sneak in there. You know, if he just has a little bit better luck at a couple of different races, you know, he's a championship contender. I mean, he's been close. Uh, you know, he hung with Matt, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. Uh, Shepard, that is, you know, he was there in the mix. You know, Billy Decker has, you know, championship pedigree. You know, Larry White's another one uh, that can be there. You know, you know, you look on the outside, you know, it's tough with Stewie running all the, the, the short track Super Series stuff and Matt running now all those short track Super Series stuff. It's going to be tough. I mean, those guys are on their game. You know, they don't mess around. Um, you know, they're, they're meticulous with their equipment and, and how they – you know, get ready for races and so on. And, and I think that's what makes him tough to beat. You know, Matt Williamson, he's got a great team in the Buzz 2 team, you know, great team with Jeff Barrett and the three car. So it's two solid teams there. Uh, and those guys are hard to beat. You know, when, when you have teams on their A game that are like them and, you know, they spend money the right way, do things the right way, uh, they're tough to beat. But it's not to say it can't happen. It's just it's just those guys, you're definitely going to watch those guys and that that's going to be your focus. Who are some like younger guys you're looking at me, you know, maybe coming up in into big blocks or three fifty eights or sportsmen like, you know, who are some of those other younger names that we should maybe be paying attention to this year? I would say the one that I would keep my eye on most, uh, the younger generation would be an Alex Jankowski uh, runs weekly at big diamond. Uh, had a couple feature wins this year, won a big race at, at Bridgeport speedway. Uh, his career is uh, definitely uh, heading in the right direction. You know, he's, he's go, he's moving, moving forward, you know, starting to get uh, the experience at different places, uh, learning the ropes at different places uh, and getting, getting a handle. Uh, another guy I watched, I mean, I'm not going to say he's a young gun, but I like Billy Pouch Jr. He, he's another one that if he didn't have bad luck last year uh, on some of the, a couple of the, the, the short track super series races, he would have been in the mix with Stu. Uh, he just had some just stupid gremlins bite him uh, at a couple of races. And, and you know, when you're racing Stuart Friesen, you can't have that happen. Like you just can't have uh, failures like that. And, and I mean, Pouch Jr. is a name. He's a name in Pennsylvania and New Jersey and that, you know, we don't get to see him in New York very often, unfortunately. Um, but, but he's a guy I would watch, um, you know, getting out of young youngster. Uh, it'd be interesting to watch Max McLaughlin. You know, he's, he's kind of uh, in that realm where now he's going to run uh, for, for Norm Hansel on the short track super series. Uh, so we'll, so we'll see what he can do. I mean, American first time he was ever on American racers was at Port Royal this past year. Uh, and he ran really well. I mean, he was in the mix, you know, up front all night long. Uh, so to see what he'll be able to do now, having the opportunity to go to a lot of different tracks. I mean, he's going to go to places he's never seen before. Um, so that should be interesting. But again, he had the chance to run some NASCAR stuff. Um, does that help you when you're adjusting the new dirt tracks? We'll, we'll find out. Uh, and then, of course, he's got a good ride. He's coming down to Florida with the sweeteners team. Uh, and that, that, you know, very good equipment there, Vic coffee and all the guys put it, do a great job uh, putting their equipment together. Uh, so there's a couple of guys I'd watch, uh, you know, especially in Cassie McLaughlin. Again, those are the younger ones. I mean, I put pouch in there, but uh, those two guys are definitely up and comers and, and Max, we've seen him starting to progress. You know, it took him f- forever to get that first to series finally win. win one. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know if we call it a series win. Cause it was part of the, you know, the, the week long uh, October fast, but I'm going to give it to him anyways, whatever mm-hmm. he, he got, it wasn't a quote unquote series race, but it was a series race. <laughs> so we'll give it to him uh, winning there at wheat sport. So I think his, his, his ceiling now is, is higher uh, just based on the confidence that he get got from winning that race, how well he did at Port Royal and the American racers and, and where he's, where he's going here coming up in uh, 2021. 
One of the things that's always interesting to me about kind of the Northeast is like, you've got guys obviously that go run the series, but then everybody kind of has like their home track too, that they run regularly. And, and like for those fans that maybe aren't, you know, you know, super up on the Northeast stuff, what are those home tracks up there that, that, you know, fans should pay attention to this year that, you know, there's, you know, a really good field of cars there on a weekly basis. Uh, depending on the, the COVID restrictions and everything else, I think the hidden gem of this year was, was Thunder Mountain Speedway. I mean, Thunder Mountain really had a, a, you know, it's a Southern tier track. And for those that that's the Southern central part of New York, like near Binghamton uh, for those watching or listening. Um, so they had a really strong field. They run big blocks uh, open, like an open modified. Uh, and then they also run a, a dirt car 358 division as well. Um, and with Fulton being closed, they had a, great fields of cars every week. And then when other places closed, um, this is just the end of the season and so on, guys were coming from all over. So, you know, you had guys like Anthony Perego, who's, you know, really good at Orange County, uh, popping in and getting a win. You had Mike Moresco, who's the Fonda Speedway Can-Am Speedway champion, popping in there, running 358s and, and big blocks. You know, you ha- and you have your weekly stalwart. You know, you got Billy Decker there. Uh, you know, Sean Walker is another uh, a name in the Southern tier. You know, so that was neat to see uh, just the, you know, and those three fifty eights had Ronnie Davis the third, you know, regular Fulton guy, but guys like that coming to Thunder Mountain, and, and it really was awesome to see that uh, place, you know, a Southern tier place that's just switched over to the dirt car rules, getting guys. I know a couple of weeks I was there, Pat Ward and Larry White showed up and ran both, so uh, that would be one of the places to watch. I mean, Fonda will be a homer again. Fonda's awesome. Let's be fair, you know, <laughs> can you not be Fonda? Uh, and another place always goes Albany Saratoga. Uh, you know, I, I went there a lot of Friday nights this year. Uh, and the racing there is phenomenal. I mean, Stuart, Stuart Friesen had a great season there, you know, winning, winning a lot of races. Uh, but Mike Mahaney got the championship, you know, and, and hats off to Mike. I mean, it was a great year there uh, and did a great job um, just being consistent, you know, got a win. Uh, and it was good enough at the end of the season to, to, to propel him uh, to the championship. And as I mentioned this, you know, I mentioned a guy that, you know, we're talking about young guns. I guess I probably should have mentioned was uh, Mike Maresca, mm-hmm. uh, you know, two championships this year, Fonda, uh, Can-Am. And again, a guy that he did a lot of traveling went all over the place for a little bit in late models and some other stuff out in, in Western PA with the Kings and so on. Now starting to focus all of his attention on modifieds. I think you're going to see some good things out of him. You know, he had a breakthrough win two years ago in the outlaw 200 at Fulton uh, and things are, are only, you know, kind of looking ahead for him. And after this year, you know, two championships, uh, you know, definitely someone to keep an eye on there too. Well, I certainly appreciate the time today and, and talking modifieds and stuff. But before I let you go, uh, I, I need the the plug, the the elevator pitch for the next week of racing at Bubba. Where do people watch? How do people watch? Why should they watch? All right. Well, you can uh, head on over to dirttrackdigest.tv. Uh, uh, that's our that's our brand. Uh, Tuesday night, you know, if you want to watch and you don't want to pay for it, watch it for free. We got practice uh, and we're going to broadcast practice for free on Tuesday night. So you can get a feel, see what see what's going on. Uh, see what's happening at uh, at Bubba Raceway Park uh, and see who's there. See if your favorite driver's there and all that. You know, we'll give you an opportunity uh, to kind of check it out before you, before you make the purchase. And, of course, there, we're there Wednesday, Thursday, uh, Friday, and Saturday night for the Sunshine Swing. Holy cow, I said it without blur- blending the words together. I'm impressed. <laughs> as soon as I start thinking about that, I mess it up every time. I don't know why it's like a tongue twister for me for some reason. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and, and what's neat with us, we have a Roku app. Uh, we have a Fire Stick app, so you can download those and, and watch it right on your big screen TV from the comfort uh, of your home or in your chair. If you want to come to the races and you can travel to Florida, you can go. I mean, we're, you know, they're open. They're open for business uh, and they're ready for race fans. Uh, so if you can make the trip, I'd say I suggest making the trip first. But if if not, they're TV. We're going to have multiple cameras there. Uh, 
you know, we have pit reporters. We, we got it all. We got a great team of folks heading there. So uh, looking forward to watching myself and seeing how everything plays out and everything works out. Uh, but just like last year at All Tech, you know, great guys and, and, and should be a fun week. So, again, DirtTrackDigest.tv, we got a, you know, we got a multi-day pass. You can get the whole week or you can buy each night if you just want to watch a couple nights. We have that uh, available to you as well. So uh, feel free to check it out, DirtTrackDigest.tv. And if you're looking just for coverage from it, check out DirtTrackDigest.com. Uh, we got Bill Foley coming up, uh, one of our exclusive writers. He's going to be there. We'll have some interviews for you. Uh, Mimi Lazaro, Skylar Kuhn heading down uh, or Skylar Cool heading down and uh, they'll be there. Uh, helping us out doing some interviews and things like that for, for our YouTube channel. So a lot of great coverage, you know, photographers galore, you know, George GT, uh, Quentin Young. Love those guys. Others. George. Yeah. GT. Yep. 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 So they're pumped. They're excited. You know, I talked to George the other day and he's already, he's getting anxious. He's getting, he's getting itchy. He flies down on uh, on Tuesday. So he's already like, you know, he's got the shakes going at work. So <laughs> he's really excited uh, about getting down. So I know the, the team is ready. Um, our guys left this morning. Uh, from a snowy, blustery Central New York, 18 degree day. And they're looking forward to, uh, to being in Florida. So uh, I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Uh, if you have any questions again, just uh, contact us and uh, we'll be more than willing to help you out. My number's on the website. If you want to call, can't figure out how to set it up on your TV. I got time. That's I'm dangerous. Your guy. That <laughs> is your dangerous. Guy. I know it is, but <laughs> I'm, I'm here to help. If you've never bought it, never, never, never done it before. Um, I can talk you through it or you can send me an email too. That's fine. Uh, but Hey, whatever we got to do, man, that, that, that's it. Customer service. You know, uh, I just answer my phone on Friday and Saturday nights, uh, you know, dirt track digest customer service, Mike Mallet here. How can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I love so, it. Well, uh, thanks for the time today and uh, good luck with all the stuff this season. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you having me on and uh, best of luck here. You know, yep. glad, you know, I was joking with you earlier, you know, it's nice to see what you're doing here and this is awesome. Thanks again to Mike for his time. He's a busy guy, as like a lot of folks in dirt racing, his involvement is a side project as he makes his living as a teacher in New York. Make sure you check out the DTD TV broadcast this week, and you can find plenty of dirt racing coverage over at dirttrackdigest.com, which is also part of the news listed on the front page of dirttracker.com. You can find the Dirt Tracker podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. You can also watch the shows on YouTube. For more cool dirt racing stuff, visit dirttracker.com and follow Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok.